Hey guys, what's going on? It's Corey here from Lean Green Dad Radio. Before we get started with the episode of the Plant Power Dad Hour, I have to let you know about the Lean Green Meal Plan. For more information, head over to leangreenmealplan.com. We've got five quick and easy plant-based dinners that'll be sent straight to your inbox every single week. I'm so excited to have it. We just launched and we have over 200 members that are getting their dinners taken care of. 15 minutes or less, that's all you need for a healthy plant-based dinner, no matter where you're at on your plant-based journey. I hope you'll come join me for free. You can get your free seven-day trial starting now. So head over to leangreenmealplan.com for more information. And now let's start the show. I'm a lean green eating machine. I'm as healthy as can be. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Plant Power Dad Hour. My name's Corey, this is Gabriel, and together we're just two Plant Power Dads that are trying to help you enjoy life through a plant-based diet. What's going on, Gabriel? Hey, just, uh, you know, enjoying life as to the fullest that it can be enjoyed at the current time. I can tell you're in a watermelon shirt, and I don't think life gets much better than that. I'm in a watermelon shirt in front of some apples and cabbages and fruits and veggies on my wall, looking out into my garden that's growing great. So yeah, yeah, living life. I'm, I'm a little dressier today. If you're listening on the podcast, you can't see me, but I'm a little, I'm a little fancy today. Um, I have these uh, meetings that I have online now because that's, uh, everybody's doing meetings online these days. And so, you know, I try to look good. But if you look at the bottom half, I'll, I'll go ahead. The people that are watching, I'm going to go ahead and show you the bottom half. You ready? The bottom half is basketball shorts hey. <laughs> and Crocs. Those are Crocs. I, I, I was going to guess like something like pajama bottoms and slippers, but you know, typically, you... no, I, I rock the Crocs and socks at home and I know people are going to hate all over me for that, but Hey, it's, comfort, it's okay. comfort, you it's, know, it's okay. I've had these Crocs for a long time since back when Crocs were popular, they still have Crocs. They don't look like Crocs anymore. So funny, right. funny side note. Well, um, what'd you, what'd you, uh, what'd you eat today, Corey? What did I eat today? Um, you know, Gabriel, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I don't know if I ate lunch today at all. I think the only thing I've had is a green smoothie. Um, and that green smoothie had a whole food, uh, a 60% whole food based uh, protein powder in it. And so this has, the, we don't need to talk about brands because we're not, we don't have sponsorships on the podcast just yet. So we're not going to give any free love to anyone, but it was a green, it was a green protein powder smoothie with, um, it had greens and, and a, uh, a plant-based protein in it. And this is not like pea protein or rice protein. It's a, it's a very special protein that is uh, from a, a, a water-soaked, a water-grown, uh, eco-friendly. Uh, it's, a, it's a water lentil. It's called duckweed. But um, it's one of, the only, one of the only protein powders with B12 in it. So I thought that was pretty, pretty epic. Bioavailable B12, which is pretty awesome. So Interesting. Listen, I don't, I don't do many, I don't do many uh, protein Cor- powders. Corey, sa- salesman Corey here. Yeah, I just know about it because it's the number one, in my opinion, the number one protein in the world. And you know what? If you want, if you want, just message us and we'll we'll tell you what it is. Message Corey. Corey's the guy on that. Message, message Corey me. on the yeah, guy on that. You. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, that's all I had, man. And it had it had dates. It had uh, it had three dates: two bananas, uh, unsweetened almond milk, uh, a scoop of the powder, and I believe that was it. That's that's what I've had, and it's been you know I've been up since you know, seven and it's 2.30 PM now when we're recording this. So I, 
am I starving? No, I'm okay. You know, sure. I just consider it fasting, whatever. I did a pretty intense workout before it. Um, it was a body weight workout. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Doing okay. How about you? Awesome. Oh, you know, I had, um, had some breakfast bars this morning, some breakfast squares, made them with some cacao powder. So chocolate Ooh. breakfast squares. So that recipe come, you know, that recipe's out already. Um, but, um, had that. And then just right before we jumped on for this, I threw together, I was out in the garden doing some work, but threw together some 15 minute French fries in the old oven or air fryer. And then, uh, actually air fried some frozen broccoli. So just had a little bit of crispiness edge to it. Dipped that in some barbecue sauce. Yeah. So Dr. Miller and myself had that and Bridget was napping. So pretty good. We got, Hey, it's wonderful weather. It's 21 Celsius. If you're uh, watching in the world, if you're watching in the U S it's eh, somewhere around 70 plus degrees. So, uh, but no, it's really nice, really nice here. We got the windows open, had a little, uh, French fries, barbecue sauce, and beautiful. Just, uh, love and life, yeah. You know, those things make me think of summer, and I know that we're slowly getting into the warmer months here in the U.S., and, uh, you know, we wanted to talk today about, like, ways to get outside. Not only get outside and be active, but ways that you can maybe bring your food with you, and what type of food can you eat? You know, I call it summery foods. Call it whatever you want, but the foods that allow you to get outside and what you can do to get outside. Um, but I want to I touch on something that you said really quickly. You talked about the air fryer, and I don't know about you, but I get a lot of people are like, yo, how do I use an air fryer? And what am I supposed to do? I even bought an air fryer, okay? And my brand of air fryer totally advised me to use a couple, like like a teaspoon or a tablespoon of oil in the air fryer. I'm like, what? Why in the world would you use oil in an air fryer? That makes no sense. No sense at all. Well, there's a lot of, that's the biggest question that I get. And I'm a, I'm not, I'm, I'm a bit versed in air fryers. You know, we, for a long time, we didn't, we're minimalist. So we don't go out and get a ton of things. Um, and especially uh, here, and I get this question. So I'll answer two questions when it, as it relates to air fryers. And the first one is, do I have to use oil? Because as you've said, pretty much every single air fryer that you get in the recommendations, they'll recommend that you toss things in oil but they'll, they'll say you're using 70% less oil, whatever. Well, I don't want 70% less poison. I want no poison. <laughs> and so, so no, you do not have to use oil when you're using an air fryer. Whatever you're doing, there's no need for oil. What an air fryer is, it's a hot air circulation machine, pretty much. It's circulating hot air, super hot air at high speeds. And what it's doing is creating just the, the frying effect, which would be hot oil surrounding your food, but this time it's hot air. And so you get very similar results. So no, no oil in there, no oil needed. Um, now you can use uh, things like if you want a little bit of a, to crisp the edges more, you could add on some balsamic vinegar, some vegetable broth, vegetable broth works just fine. So there's no need to add the oil. You're going to get that effect. And the second one is this, Gabriel, which air fryer should I get? What air fryer do you recommend? What model do you recommend? Should I get this one, that one? Which, here's what I say. And this is coming from my point of view as a minimalist, which basically only, when it comes to the kitchen, only means this. I'm never gonna buy an appliance that can only perform one function. This may be the reason you're, you, if you're watching this, you might just got your money's worth, ladies and gentlemen, but it's a free show. So you, you, you know, you got a bonus. Do not buy kitchen appliances that serve one function. That's a, that's a big rule in my household. So like say for our blender, our Vitamix, it can make flour in the blender. We can make smoothies. We can make hot soups. We can make sauces. We can do all these different things. Um, so it performs multiple functions, right? With an air fryer, the worst thing I see people do is going and buying one of those big, bulky, tall, 
top air fryers with the basket you pull out with the handle. It takes up half the counter space. It performs one function and it just doesn't look very good, right? And they're expensive. So what I recommend is find a multifunctional countertop air fryer. Now what we use, and we're not, uh, you know, th this is the brand that I like because it's the cheapest and performs the most amount of um, functions, but also does a really good job. So I use the Cuisinart TOA60. It's an air fryer convection oven, convention oven, uh, which means that it's a circulating air oven. It can use as a conventional oven. It's a warmer, it does toast, it does broiling, and it does air frying. And it comes with an air fryer basket. So we, we, what we've really moved towards is we only use our oven, our large oven, if we're gonna batch cook, say, a large batch of potatoes or sweet potatoes, we're gonna bake a ton of those. But for our daily kind of, hey, we're gonna make some French fries or hey, we're gonna make the, my breakfast squares. Hey, I'm gonna bake this uh, dessert or hey, I'm gonna, we use that tabletop Cuisinart TOA 60 because you can use it as an oven, which we use a lot of, but we also use it as an air fryer. So, Love it. Find, so find one that performs multiple functions. And I will say this, there are multiple, don't just go out and get a TOA 60, look for ones that serve multiple functions. I think um, Breville, has one. I think that's the brand that has one that's more expensive. So that one's like, I think the Cuisinart TOA 60 is like 120, some, somewhere around $100, really reasonably priced for, for how much we use we get out of it. You can go higher up, $399, $400 ones that are a little bigger that perform as many functions, a little bit more programmable. Those are nice. But for the average person that just wants to get cooking, I recommend that one. So multiple functions and um, no oil. Sweet. Yeah, no oil. Come on. We, uh, we made some cauliflower bites. We've made, obviously, French fries. And, you know, the, the thing that I use for my French fries um, is uh, soy sauce. You ever try soy sauce? I have not tried it. Like, just sprint, you mean, like, tossing it? Tossing you just it toss it in the soy sauce. Yeah, it's amazing. I haven't done that. What we like to do is we'll, we'll toss, we'll put, like, we'll, we'll use normally baked potatoes already, and we'll slice them up because they cook quicker. Oh, wow. Um, kind of like the texture a little bit more and yeah, we can yeah. batch cook them, but we'll mix vegetable broth and then some no salt seasoning or like a 21 salute seasoning from Trader Joe's or whatever, like a, like a multi seasoning mix and toss that in there. And uh, like a Kirkland's has a salt free seasoning, you know, there's a lot of different options. Toss it in with the vegetable broth and they have this crisp texture with like these little bits of spices and herbs on there. And that's nice. really good. Similar, I'm sure to the, to the soy sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes them golden brown. I like that. Um, cool. Okay. So as we're approaching summer, let's talk about, let's, let's do two sections here. So we're going to talk about first, like what you can do to get outside. Um, I mean, you guys know how to get outside, but we're going to give you ideas. That's what this is about, right? I mean, you guys know how to do all this stuff. Think of us as your outdoor activity facilitators. Okay. And believe it or not, that's what I think of. That's what I think of Corey as I see his Instagram stories during the spring and summer. I'm like, man, he's an outdoor activities facilitator. That's, that's exactly what I am. And then also you've got um, the, all the foods in the grocery store. Okay, we're just going to tell you the ones that taste the best and the ones to go grab and maybe give you a couple ideas to think about that, uh, you know, we use with our families. For instance, you don't have to be, you don't have to be incredibly creative to know that watermelon is full of vitamin C, like 90% water, absolutely incredible. Okay, you got to find a, you got to find one that's right, but you go grab a whole stinking watermelon, you can eat that whole thing in a couple days. And it's okay, people like you, I think people get hung up on the fact like, oh, wait a minute, you're telling me just to focus on like, you just want me to eat watermelon? Like, what, what am I supposed to eat with it? It's like, no, no, no. I mean, you can make it. We're talking about, we're talking about a meal. 
yeah. that's happening outdoors that's not happening every single day. So we're talking about an activity meal, right? Uh, what I now now I will preface how we deal with outdoors, and we'll we'll start with activity. Well, do you want to start with activities first? I think so. Yeah, okay. activity. I was jumping into watermelon. So, I just so, got excited. So that's fine. So, but I will say our activities normally revolve around. I think it's really location based. Mm -hmm. um, where we're in Virginia now, <clears throat> and uh, we have the beach an hour and a half away, Virginia Beach. And we also have the mountains about an hour, 45 minutes away, the Blue Ridge Mountains. So that's really where we spend a lot of time um, during the spring, summer, and fall. Yeah. And so those are two very different ways of cooking and activities that we have. But what, I, what I'll just say, and, I, and I'll let Corey really jump into this because I've got a lot to say about the, the food as well, uh, is just when, when it comes to activities and when it comes to getting outside when the weather warms up, especially with your families, especially as we've been cooped up, as the world has been, right? Uh, it's to get out there and just do something. It could be sitting, it could be walking to a bench and sitting on the bench for 20 minutes. It could just be something. And then, because that is going to lead to something else where I think a lot of us and myself included, if you go a few days of sitting inside, watching TV, watching Netflix, it's beautiful weather outside, but you find an excuse to just sit inside, it becomes easier and easier. And, and then when you walk outside, you're like, wow, it's hot, it's humid, I need to get back in. But the more you spend outside, the better. And, um, and it should be gradual, especially as we're getting into spring. You know, a lot of people are worried about the sun. Well, that's because most people spend the whole winter, fall, winter, spring, cooped up inside. And then as soon as the sun comes out, it's blazing 90 degrees, they jump outside and they get burnt to, to shreds, right? Now there are fair skinned people. And but if you're outside throughout the spring, if you're outside throughout the fall and you build up to the summer, your skin really does, um, it really does build up a lot towards that. And so that's what, that's what we found. And uh, not saying that there's not things you should use or this or that, but um, my recommendation would be get out as often as possible and do something. For me, and it's different now because we're the Plant Power Dad Hour. Last year, it was not, I was not a part of the Plant Power Dad Hour, right? Because um, now we have baby Bridget. But for me, you know, just a summer activity that I really have fallen in love with or, or spring and fall activity that I've really fallen in love with is cycling, right? I get on my, you know, my bicycle and there are, you know, you be careful with your doing, wear a helmet, use all the precautions. But man, I get on my bike for an hour a day, ride around the town. We have a trail. We have, you know, a lot of great um, uh, infrastructure around us. But man, I get out there in the sun for an hour and just, uh, it doesn't matter what happens the rest of the day. I'm in a happy mood. So Get out there, do something. Corey's going to be a lot more specific, I'm sure, as he is yeah. the outdoor exercise facilitator. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, my new title. So, like, here's the thing. Um, I, I did this today with my kids, all right? And, uh, you know, we have, we have our schedule right now because we're, we're kind of at, at home right now still, um, spending a lot of time at home. And so we schedule things out by hour. Now, school is going to be starting again real soon here, so uh, it'll probably change. But when my kids wake up, the first thing they do is move. And move can be anything, but I started to, I started to learn and understand and my kids are a little older, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, four, four, nine and 11 are my kids. Okay. And my two boys are the ones that usually wake up first. Izzy, my 11 year old, she stays in bed. She's a little bit more lazy, but she also takes like four hours of dance class every single day. Sure. Sure. So I kind of like let her back off a little bit. Okay. But she would work out with us if she was awake, but uh, I want her to have her muscles, have time to repair and all that stuff. So um, my boys this morning, we did a workout and uh, it was a, a circuit workout and I have dumbbells. Okay. So I have 25 pound dumbbells. I have 25, 30, 35 pound dumbbells at home. I was like, I'll grab the 25. So I did the 25. That seems reasonable for a four-year-old. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. This is for me. Stop it. Oh, it's for you. It's for you. For me. So the, my, my kids have these small little dumbbells. They're like maybe three pounds. I don't know, something okay. like that. Okay. The little, little, little tiny ones. Um, and uh, both boys use them, nine-year-old and four-year-old, believe it or not. They both use the three-pound weights. The four-year-old is shredded. Okay. Like six-pack abs, like absolutely ridiculous. And uh, the nine-year-old, he, he likes, you know, he likes eating some cookies. He's, he's not unhealthy in any way shape or sure, form sure. Okay? but he eats a lot of food so the calories are higher you know and stuff like that but whatever the kid's awesome so we get together and i'm not even joking like the first thing we started doing is like switch leaps and we went outside to do this workout so we're in the sun we're not going to be in the sun for longer than 30 minutes okay because i feel like i, I look i'm not a derm dermatologist here but i feel like you could be in the sun for 30 minutes and like get enough vitamin d be okay like not going to be on the skin cancer danger side. Like, is that is that true, Gabriel? Well, is, so there, there's a lot of conflicting, <laughs> there's a lot of conflicting research, and I'm not a dermatologist as well. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Um, we're we're neither neither of us are dermatologists. <laughs> if you came expecting to give a, get your dermatologist advice, I'm sorry to disappoint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but here's what I would say. You know, there's a lot being pushed towards using this, using that, or doing this or doing that. Um, but throughout human history, we've kind of, uh, we've been outdoors. We've, we've not been sitting and baking in the sun, right? We don't, we, we haven't been as, as most people would do working a nine to five job, nine months out of the year, taking a week, flying to Florida, going out into a hundred degree weather and sitting bathing in the sun for three hours, right? That's, that is disadvantageous, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so uh, something that I like to point to is this, you know, we've got, there's different guidelines in the U.S., on uh, babies and sun exposure. Yeah. And the overarching guideline is this. I mean, this is how crazy it is, is keep babies out of sunlight. Keep babies out of sunlight, but you should be supplementing vitamin D. Oh no. Yeah. So, so we've got, we, we've got this, we've got vitamin D, right? We've got the sun here. And we're, so, so I take everything with a grain of salt and I'm not recommending to do this or that, but yeah, 30 minutes outside, as long as you've built up to it, right? If, 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 if you've been outside as the spring and as days grow longer, you're, you're going to build up this, you know, you get tan, right? You build up this resistance yeah. to, uh, to those sun rays to a, to a certain degree. So mm -hmm. uh, we're not giving advice to anyone. This is just our experience. Yeah. Yeah. So you're All outside right. for 30 minutes. Yeah. We're outside for 30 minutes and we're doing a circuit workout. Okay. And so we did, um, oh man, I actually think it started with push ups. So you put your legs up on a chair and you actually did like push dips, push up dips. Okay. Sure. So you do that. And then with the dumbbells, what we did was uh, we'd pick, pick them up, have them by our sides. We would bend down and then you can't see my, but you pull, right? Pull back and then stand up. So they did that. We did um, little bicep curls at different positions. And then we did like in inside. So like this, like this, and then we did like this, believe it or not. So we did a couple different things. And of course, like guys, I was a personal trainer, like for a hot 30 seconds. So um, I hated it. Oh my God, I hated it. The question, Corey, that America is asking, it's a burning question right now is, is Corey recommending to his children and the world to skip leg day? <laughs> they did. That's not skipping leg day, homie. They were, they were totally, they were totally down. Oh, dude. they had their legs engaged. Okay. Okay. Hey man, you got to do squats. No, I didn't even get through the workout yet. We got okay. All I heard was we just did curls and we went back inside. It must be, I must've heard it wrong. No, no. Inside, inside grip, man. Inside grip. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. So after that we did switch leaps. Okay. So you squat, switch, squat, switch, right? You have to switch leap. Uh, you could do that weighted or not. And then you have to sit with your, in a V shape, kind of like a V shape with your uh, legs in the air. And you have to do like side, side, 
you know, sit-ups. This is serious. I'm I had sure, all I'm the sure Parker's just loving this. This sounds fun. Um, but then at the same time, I talk to my kids a lot. And I always talk about the, you need to talk to your kids about why you're doing what you're doing, okay? So we talk about inside about why your heart needs to have some, some healthy movement, right? How your muscles need to be engaged and get the blood flowing through your entire body. I talk to my kids like this. I don't sugarcoat it. I'm not like, are you being a big boy? You're going to have big boy muscles, right? We don't do that garbage. I talk to them just like this, just like I'm talking to you. And I'm like, come on, man, let's go. We got to take care of our body. We got to take care of our heart. And when we do that, our mind is healthy. So when we do all these things, we're feeling really good about ourselves. So let's sprint to that wall and pull those pants down. Go. <laughs> so what I'm getting from that is Corey's doing two things. He's keeping them engaged, right? Because he's, he's there, he's talking with them, but he's also keeping it fun, right? Keeping it light. And I think we're talking about kids. We're talking about getting outside, enjoying it. It's got to be fun. It's yeah. got to be enjoyable. And if you're not engaged, they're not going to be engaged. You can't just tell your kids, well, go do some sprints outside. I'll watch you inside in the air conditioning. Yeah, right. So, so that's important. You know, but also, I think, Corey, you know, you, you, these are very reg, you know, these are great things, but there's nothing wrong with just walking out, going to walk around the street, right? You're getting your vitamin D. You're getting some exercise in. You're getting some moving. You could always, you could, you could, you could go hiking. You could, you do a lot of different things, but just keeping it simple, getting outside is really really important in our current, um, you know, framework of what the world's going through right now. And also uh, just in general, it's a wonderful do thing. You, do you watch your heart rate when you walk? I don't. Okay. So if you want to, you can totally just monitor your, your heart rate by how you're feeling, right? So there's different, different levels. Let's just call it different levels. I forget, um, honestly, at my personal trainer days, I forget what it is, but it's like your VO2 max and stuff sure. like that, where it's hard for you to get enough oxygen to replenish the lactic acid buildup and stuff like that. So, man, when I was a triathlete, I knew all this stuff. Like, I'm telling you, I knew everything. I knew my VO1 max. I knew when I was going here and there. And um, for me, I want you to walk. Uh, the, the, the good target heart rate for me is like a 140, okay? Like, if you can get to a 140, maybe you have a Fitbit or something. I have a Fitbit knockoff. I don't know what it is, but I got it off Amazon for like 20 bucks. I'm like, yeah, knockoff. Um, so and it'll uh, track you just like a Fitbit. That's right. It, tra it tracks my heartbeat, you know, so, you know, you want to be walking fast enough so you can still have a conversation, but you're also kind of, uh, you know, you're still, you're still able to breathe pretty fast you're, or you're breathing fast. Right. So what, what, another way of saying that Corey, a lot of people say this is you're able to have a conversation, but you're not able to sing a song. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So um, and, this and means you're getting, it means you're getting your heart rate up to enough to a degree where you are putting some strain on your heart, on your, you know, you are getting some exercise in um, to where you should be. You, it's not to the, you shouldn't get to the point where you can't talk, right? Because then you're getting into more of an anaerobic yeah. uh, and you're type tapping of into carbs for that. You're tapping so, into carbs, carbs and sugar for that energy. And I feel like you're tapping directly into fat when you hit that, that lower level of your heart rate. Um, and there's some research to be out to be said to that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, and it's also an just, it's also just good for the heart, right? You want, because what you're doing at that point is you're really exercising. What would be your resting heart rate? Mm -hmm. You start mm -hmm. getting into, you know, sprints or things like that, which are all great, but um, you're kind of, you're working towards a different, um, different exercise and maybe not so much of that. Because if you are doing this, you're talking, but you're not able to sing, you're kind of working a pretty good heart rate. Like you said, yours might be 140. If you're at that point, then you're working towards bettering your overall resting heart rate as well. So that's, um, that's important. Now, when you're, when you're talking about me personally, I mean, I'm really looking into calisthenics a lot. And if you don't know what calisthenics is, guys, it's just your body weight, okay? 
bodyweight workouts. And some of the stuff I've seen is like crazy extreme. Like, I mean, awesome extreme. Like I've seen a dude do handstand push-ups from an actual handstand like that he's balanced. And I'm like, oh man, if I could do that someday, that, that would be epic. I mean, I'm almost 40. So I don't know. As I get older, I want to get stronger. I want to be in better shape in my 40s than I was in my 20s. And I was in pretty damn good shape when I was in my 20s. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's see. Let's see what we can do. But um, how about you, man? What do you, what do, you do when you get outside? I know you said cycling. Um, for me personally, cycling, for maybe. me personally, cycling, I just enjoy it. We have great yeah. infrastructure around us. I get on the trail. I get on the bike. And it's just like I can forget about everything for a little bit and just really enjoy it. Uh, beyond that, what we do as a family, right? Cause, cause you know, Bridget's not at the age where she's out running about. No, it is important. She gets outside, she gets some sunlight. Um, but what I'm really pushing is right. Getting Dr. Miller outside. Who's maybe not so much inclined to be doing as much exercise as I am, but getting outside, making it fun, making you know, for the whole family. And so we'll go on a walk. We'll normally take one of the dogs with us. One of the dogs is uh, <clears throat> not so much it gets a little hot out. She has a little bit tougher time. So we'll take one of the dogs with us outside. We'll go for, you know, a 45 minute walk. Just enjoy the weather. I normally try to push the pace a little bit and uh, kind of get pulled back a bit by, uh, <laughs> by the rest of the family. But, cool. uh, but we are at a pretty good pace and it is, it is enjoyable. So we'll go out there. Other things we enjoy doing during the fall, especially is going up to like the Shenandoah Valley and going hikes. We just love hiking. We'll take the dogs on it. We just, we really enjoy that. And then also during the summertime, we're at the beach almost every single weekend. It, you know, there's a lot of different beaches we go to, some closer, some further away from home. You know, there's a lot of different beaches. But whenever we go to the beach, we all, you know, we'll normally always go on a walk. We'll normally always get in the water. So we are exercising. And just the act of being outside, that fresh air, that fresh, I mean, the salt water, um, it, it just, it, it really does the body good. And so getting out and being in nature, I'm not so specific on the type of exercise you should do this or you should do that. And I've worked with athletes and I've coached me. I've got athletes in college and you know, I, I, I've, I've worked with, you know, different styles of exercise. We're talking about the family here. We're, we're talking about keeping it simple, keeping it enjoyable. Um, and also just, uh, just something that you can do, you know, you've you got to be consistent in it as well. So those are, I think it's, I, I think it's important as Bridget's eyes start to develop and she can actually see, right. I mean, she's old enough now where she can really see well, I mean, you know mm -hmm. how their eyes are like gray at the beginning and you're like, Oh my God, I have blue eyes. It's like, no, 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 this looks gray. And they can't really see you just yet. But I mean, now, I mean, Bridget's old enough where her eyes are like, what color are her eyes now? Uh, even a more beautiful blue. They're so, they're so blue in those pictures like you post. I just freaking love them. Um, but I think that, uh, where was I going with this? As they begin to see better, uh, God, I lost my train of thought. I mean, maybe you're going for something, just being outside and doing maybe some sort of development. I don't know. I don't, I don't read minds and I don't pray, you know, I don't, um, yeah. don't pretend I, to. I lost it guys. It'll come back to me and I'll jump into it, but let's get to food. Let's get to food. Yeah. Food. Let's eat some stuff. I mean, look for me, you might, you might virtually slap me for this. Okay. Have you tried the cotton candy flavored grapes? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're good. You Okay. They're, they're okay for you because I know they're like super GMO. You know, <laughs> it's not like we're eating them every single day and it's not like, but, but we've had them and, and they okay. are, they're interesting. They are, they are. And they come out, you know, some would say they're a little sickly sweet, but, um, yeah. but no, they're apples too. I'm not against any, you know, it's, it's fresh food. Is yeah. it Franken food? 
Maybe a little bit, but little uh, bit. you know, that, yeah. Go ahead. There, there's you ever, you ever frozen? Have you ever frozen your grapes and eaten them like little? Oh, my mom's done that for a long time. I'm not a fan. No? I just, I love, I love refrigerated cold grapes. I ride out okay. of a cooler, you know, packed in a cooler with some ice. I'll eat those all day, every day, but not, not so much froze. I just the texture of, it's like you know, I just. No. What about okay? I want to talk about nice cream. Dude, okay. you're the master of nice cream. Like I do not make it that often, but I got to tell you, man, some of those, the peanut butter nice cream you make, can you talk us through this nice cream uh, invention that you well, created? Well, I, didn't, I by, by no means invented it. Yeah, uh, now, I, I did not do that, but, I, but I've, I've, uh, I've hopefully expanded and introduced it to a lot of people, maybe, maybe more, more so than some others have, but, but I'm known as the nice cream guy in some circles. You know, I spoke at a conference in, uh, in Omaha and they potentially might have flown me out just to talk about nice cream <laughs> to a thousand people to talk about nice cream. But um, yeah, nice cream is this, it's very basic. It is frozen fruit, ripened fruits, normally frozen fruit that you are going to blend in a food processor or a high speed blender with, you know, maybe some plant-based milk, um, some sort of, some sort of flavor if you'd like, but at the basic, you could just have some frozen ripened bananas that have, that you've frozen, that you put in your blender with some plant-based milk, blend it up. And you've got banana and ice cream. How do you how do you blend basic. it up again? Just so I understand. <laughs> you know, just with the, with the tamper in your Vitamix. We actually prefer using a food processor, but I know a lot of people have Vitamix, and I don't want you to have to go get another appliance. So if you have a food processor, use it. If you have a Vitamix, use it. Um, but uh, but we do that. That's super simple. Variations of that are using some cacao or cocoa powder. Tablespoon of that in there. Boom, chocolate and ice cream. You've got peanut butter or peanut peanut butter powder. And I've been getting a lot of questions of peanut powder. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this. I don't recommend, you know, we differ on things, but I 100% don't recommend taking protein powders. I 100% don't recommend taking any supplements other than ones that your blood work show on top of vitamin B12. I just, there, you know, the research isn't there other than negative the uh, affecting there. And especially, you know, other supplemental type things like, you know, protein powders. We get more, more enough protein in the food we eat. So people think that I say peanut powder. They're thinking I'm talking about a peanut flavored protein powder that tastes like cardboard. No, what peanut powder is, it's peanut butter powder. It's this, it's peanuts that have been roasted, that have then been pressed and had the oil pressed out of it. So they've got somewhere around 80 to 85% less fat in them. And then they've been dried and powdered. Now you may think, oh, that's a processed food. I want to stay away from it. Now, now that may be the case. You may stay away from it. That's fine but then stay away from cocoa and cacao powder because what they do is they take cocoa beans, they'll ferment them for a bit and then they'll dry them or they'll roast them and they'll press the oils out and they'll dry that and turn it into a powder. So it's basically the exact same thing as what cocoa and cacao powder is, but it's just done with peanuts. So that's what it is. You use it or don't, I don't care, but I don't want to argue about you know this or that. If you use cocoa, cacao powder, then peanut powder is going to be more than okay, as long as you're not allergic to peanuts. But we'll take a scoop of, or a, not a scoop, a, a tablespoon of peanut powder, put that in there, peanut butter and ice cream. Sometimes we'll put in some different frozen fruits and frozen cherries and frozen strawberries and make a, you know, a Neapolitan. Or, you know, there's a lot of different options there. And I've got different recipes. There's a ton of different recipes out there. But the base is taking frozen ripened fruit and blending it up, mixing it up. It, it's a fan favorite for kids, especially if, if you could introduce it to kids before ice cream and even kids mm. that try it after having ice cream, it's, it's good, right? 
But if mm -hmm. a kid never has sickly sweet, nasty ice, you know, just super processed stuff and they try nice cream and that's all they get. I mean, it, they won't know that, that it's anything other than tasty ice cream. And that's, that's the key. And, and you get used to it, right? Yeah. Now I don't want anything but ice cream because I just, you know, a chocolate peanut, you know, there's a lot yeah. of different options there. So, and you can get creative in the type of things that you're using as the base. We will cook sweet potatoes, steamed sweet potatoes, freeze them on top of parchment lined baking sheet in the freezer overnight, and then take that cooked frozen sweet potato, put it in there, make the base of nice cream. I, there's a lot of different options you can have. As, lo as long as the thing that you're going to be blending is easily blendable, you can give it a try. Dragon fruit, you know, sap there's a lot of different things. So, so that's the basics there. And that's a wonderful treat we have during the summertime, the springtime, fall. Uh, I'll be working on the farm, come inside, make a big bowl of nice cream for myself and Dr. Miller. And I'm sure Bridget will be partaking when she is of age. And so oh, yeah. um, we, oh, really, yeah. we really do enjoy nice cream. Get that on video when she tries uh, nice cream for the first time. That's yeah, gonna be, we will have that's to do that. Um, there's two things I wanted to add. One, um, you know, it's funny, as you say, sweet potato, I, I, I had a client and I say that guys, I, I own a marketing company. I had a client that had sweet potato pie as a flavor of their ice cream. And they were trying really hard. They were a vegan ice cream company. Um, no sugar, no sugar. They used sugar alcohols. I still, I don't know. I don't know if it's, you know, uh, it, it, I'd, I'd just rather make nice cream myself, right? Sure, so just sure. make it yourself. But sweet potato pie might be nice. Do you think you could add like a little bit of like uh, vanilla uh, extract or something to sure, it? Sure, yeah. So I actually have a sweet potato nice cream, a couple of them. I have a maple vanilla. I've got a sweet potato pie nice cream. Sweet potato pie nice cream is cooked frozen sweet potato with plant-based milk and uh, pumpkin pie seasoning oh, with a little bit of maple killer. syrup, a little bit of vanilla extract, maple vanilla sweet potato and ice cream is frozen cooked sweet potatoes mixed in with some plant-based milk, some vanilla extract, and a little bit of maple syrup. Okay. And so uh, yeah, you yeah. can get creative. There's a lot of different options out there. And the other, um, the other thing I want to mention was like, um, have your kids make it with you. Like if your kids can make it with you, they will totally eat it and they will be so proud of it. I'm going to give a shout out here to one of my, one of Dr. Miller's all-time favorite possibly. And one of my favorites is a YouTube channels, Facebook pages is cooking with Sammy. I think it's cooking with Sammy and Sarah on Facebook or on, on YouTube, but look up cooking with Sammy. It's Sammy, Sarah, and now their little sister, Abby, and they get in the kitchen and cook whole food, plant-based vegan recipes. It's the cutest thing you're going to see. It They're is. great cooks. It's great recipes that, I mean, you've got these, two, three, one-year-old, four-year-old, right? These under five-year-olds, I think Sammy might be five, but you've got these little kids cooking and then you've got these 78-year-old ladies, grandparents, grandmas, grandfathers, you know, right, people my age, people your age that are like commenting, posting pictures of the same recipes that these four-year-olds have been making because they learned from a four-year-old how to make yeah. these healthy whole foods. I mean, it's, it's amazing. So cooking with yeah. Sammy, cooking They're with adorable. Sammy and Sarah are, review are the best. Book. I saw their review of your book. It was so cute. I had to say, I sent them a couple copies of the book, one for Sammy, one for Sarah. And, uh, you know, they're, they're the best. So yeah, have kids cook with you, have them out there with you. It really does make a difference. I love it. Um, okay. Say, so we got I, that. I'll say this, Corey. I just want to, you, you had mentioned watermelon previously and that I just want to talk about our, our two really specific and you could use them to the T in your family, or you could kind of use variations or use, you know, if you go to a different place or whatever you do that. But, but we go to the beach and we go hiking. Those are two very specific things that we do quite often as a family. Now we'll go for walks and different things like that. And I'll go cycling, but there's nothing beyond, you know, crazy about that. Cause I'm always home within an hour or so. But when we go to the beach, we do a few things. 
We'll pick up a watermelon the night before or so, but we don't get a huge watermelon, right? Sometimes we do if that's all that's available, but we'll get a good sized watermelon, one that we can fit in our cooler. But what we do is we stick that watermelon in the fridge overnight. It's nice and cool. I mean, it's, they call them icebox watermelons because that's what they're made for, sticking in the icebox. Put that in the cooler. We take that to the beach with us. And we're out on the beach for an hour or so. And, you know, Dr. Miller will look over it and she says, it's time to open up that watermelon. And I just, nice. you know, we just cut that thing open. I cube it up and we just eat, eat that whole watermelon. The two of us, well, you know, it's not a huge watermelon. So that's a great option. Fruit at the beach, you can't beat it. But then beyond that, when we go to the beach, our, our favorite meal, right? We kind of prepare a picnic style thing is this. So we'll have the cooler with us and we'll have a glass. You know, we have these glass containers that have kind of a plastic snap lid on them. Um, but we'll have a cup or two of black beans. And then we'll have another one with a few cups of cooked brown rice. So cooked black beans, another one with cooked brown rice. We'll have an avocado with us, a nice ripe avocado. And we'll have another snap thing with some salsa in it. And Love so it. what we do is we take our bowls and sometimes we'll make some oil-free chips as well, like some tortilla chips. I'll bake them pre you know, previously, put them in there. But we will take our bowls with us, mix the black beans, the salsa, the rice together, top it with some avocado and eat that with chips. I mean, and that with watermelon. You, if you find me at the beach this summer, you're probably going to see me eating a watermelon with a black bean and rice bowl with some avocado on top. I mean, that's just what we do. I and then, it. and then when we go to the, when we go to like camping, right, the second kind of major thing we do is because that's more of a long-term two or three day um, type of stay is we'll take our cooler with us and we'll make sure that we have things like plant-based milk. We'll make sure that we have things like fresh fruit that stays in the cooler, right? Stays in the ice in the cooler. Um, and we'll make sure we have those two things. But And then we'll make sure we have some cooked brown rice normally and some cooked black beans. It'll stay good for two or three days. And then cooked potatoes or sweet potatoes. And then some dry goods we'll take are some oats. And normally, normally oats are kind of what we do. So we'll have oatmeal in the morning for breakfast with some frozen fruit, some plant-based milk. And then we'll have salsa bowls with some you know, brown rice, black beans, or we'll have potatoes. We'll, we'll slice up potato, some potatoes, put, roast those over the campfire. We'll do a lot of different things, but we really base our meals. You know, I, you know, I say it enough, but we base our meals, whether we're at home or whether we're traveling, whether we're camping, whether we're at the beach around the simple starchy staples, because they're the easiest things to prepare meals around and they're tasty and they're good for you. Now, is this, uh, is this glamping or camping? This is, this is, well, I don't know, which, whatever. We've got a two-person pull-behind camper that's about four and a half feet off the ground that my wife and I can fit into with the dogs at our feet that we pull with our Prius type of car. You know, we don't okay. pull with the Prius, but we pull it with a Matrix, which is similar. Um, and we pull that up. So it's pretty much a camp with hard sides and we made the decision to buy one. We were going to build one, but then someone uh, was building one, one and we got it. It's, it's very basic. But when we were, we were sleeping out the back of our car and and tent camping on a trip out West a few years ago, we were in Yellowstone. We were in Cody, Wyoming. We were in grizzly bear capital of the country. We, we made the executive decision that we're going to not camp in a soft wall tent uh, where bears are around for our peace of mind. Uh, so we made a decision to get this hard-sided. It's like a hard-sided tent. It's no bigger than that, uh, but it's nice. Bro, if there is uh, one thing Lean Green Dad does not do, it is uh, camping. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't camp. I, uh, I had horrible experiences in the outdoors. I was an Indian guide, and I was, a, uh, I was not a Boy Scout. I was in Indian guides. And, uh, man, 
man, I has had horrible experiences, got attacked by ants and like, you know, just couldn't sleep. The food was horrible. So I've kind of ruined that. And so it's not really an option for my family because of that. But hey, maybe if I could glamp and get like a, you know, rental or something. Well, like you can that. get camp. You could get not a camper. You can get like, you can go to places and get a nice place to stay. You know, there's a lot of options, but I don't know. That's more extreme than just, you know, you've got beaches and stuff there. I got another food that I love, and I don't know if you do this, but it's so simple. Um, you know, people think that you got to take a cantaloupe and you got to like cut it up into little pieces and stuff. You could, you've got two bowls right there. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the whole cantaloupe. I'll slice it in half. I'll scoop out the seeds and I will eat the whole thing as a bowl. Oh, yeah. And it's gone. It's gone. Especially if it's super ripe. Oh, man. oh yeah. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I enjoy cantaloupe, but I love honeydew even more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like watermelon, you know, watermelon, but you know, super ripe, just scoop it out. Just, Oh, it's, per, you know, you scoop out the seeds, you know, you don't, you don't need those, but I'll do the same thing with a super ripe papaya, you know, scoop out the seeds and then just yeah. eat it like a bowl. I mean, I know some people don't like papaya, it's some weird people hate to me. papaya, but it's good in the smoothie, but it's weird to me. Like by itself, I'm like, man, something's not right here. Dr. Miller thinks that a ripe papaya tastes like something that's rotting. So, I would or, or smells it smells kind of rotting it smells it has an off odor smell. but yeah i just i love it and there's different types of papayas there's like a south american papaya you've got like a, a i think you've got a costa rican type papaya. there's a lot of different types of papayas uh, i'm more of an orange flesh type papaya myself i, I got an idea yellow. i got an idea for you folks how about deviled avocados you ever tried that like you just mm-hmm. okay so check it i mean you could get whatever toppings you want whatever things you like right um typically if there's like a there's an everything, I want to say it's like, it's, I don't think it's everything bagel, but it's an everything, everything. but the bagel seasoning. Okay, thank you. That's it. From Trader Joe's, right? You can get it at Trader Joe's, yep. All right, everything but the bagel. All you got to do is take your avocado, take that seed out, scrape it down the middle, make it nice and mushy, almost like mashed potatoes, and just like sprinkle that everything. What is it? Everything but the bagel? Everything but the bagel seasoning. Okay. <laughs> Put the everything but the bagel on it. And then, man, I mean, that is, it's good. It's great. And you can make pudding with that too, if you wanted to. Oh man, there's so many things you could do with avocados. We're just trying to keep it simple here. Folks. Hey, I mean, we're just keeping is. it simple. I mean, the, if you're anything like us at this current time is to, you, is nobody's looking. I, I mean, I don't know if there's ever been a time in, in, in the history of the plant-based movement where people are probably looking less and less at exotic, you know, hard to make recipes and more at like, I'm about to pull my hair out. I need a three minute recipe for five people pronto. Yeah. I mean, this is the time that simple starchy staples, might I say, are really starting to shine. Go ahead and list them, Gabriel. You got it. List them. Oh, simple starchy staples, Corey. Have you heard of things like potatoes, sweet potato, rice, corn, quinoa, oats, uh, foods that people and populations have eaten for thousands of years without being plagued by the chronic diseases that are running rampant in our modern world, like heart disease, type 2 diabetes. That's your line, bro. You got that memorized. You say that so many times. But I, it's it, so it switches important. every single time. I, 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 you know, it changes. It's so but it's, it's, it is important to the fact that a lot of people are getting into this. And if you're watching this and you're wondering, I want to get, a, I want to be a plant power parent. I want to do this, but you know, grocery stores, limited options right now, or I'm not able to do all this shopping and I'm worried it's going to be expensive or, you know, in, you know is if you focus on the simple starchy staples, the simple starchy staples that people in populations have eaten, right? Rice, beans, potatoes, oats, corn, quinoa, sweet potatoes, they're the cheapest foods. They're foods that store the longest. They're foods that fill you up without filling you out, right? 
and they're also extremely versatile. You can make bean burgers out of oats, rice, beans, right? Cooked oats, right? Cooked beans and, and right. You can make, you know, you, you can make oatmeal, you can make stir fried rice. You can, you do a, there's a thousand, you could eat them plain, right? Just a baked potato, a baked sweet potato, but there's a thousand things that you can do with them that take very limited amounts of ingredients and short amounts of time. And so now is the time, if you've been on the ledge of I'm really going to jump in on a healthy vegan or a healthy whole food plant-based diet, now's the time to. Choices yeah. are limited, money's tight, and, uh, and we're all kind of just trying to figure out how to make simple meals, and it doesn't get any simpler than having a big pot of brown rice, a big pot of cooked beans, a five to 10 pounds of cooked potatoes sitting in my fridge, excuse me, ready to rock and roll whenever you need them to be cooked and ready to go for a meal in, you know, five to 10 minutes. So it's the truth. Well, listen, I want to, I want to bring us to a close here. I know that guys, there's tons of things. I mean, we could be on here for hours talking about different things that you could eat and then jump into go to the produce section. That's what it all comes down to. Go to the produce section, stay there, stay on the edge of the grocery store because that's where you're going to find the stuff that you need to be putting in your belly. And um, you know, as summer continues to come, as the warm weather continues to approach, uh, just remember to get outside, be safe. Of course, bring your suntan lotion. Uh, your, if you your, so choose to, if yeah, you so choose to. Yeah. 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 And keep yourself safe. I mean, look, the, the truth is you can't be out in the hours for out in the sun for hours. You can't be there for five hours without anything to protect your skin. Sure. But sure. you know, uh, be, be smart about it. Bring your food with you and, uh, you know, stay positive. And I think we'll, we'll all get through not only the hard times that we've experienced from, you know, the recent virus and all this other stuff, but, uh, you'll, 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 come out better for your family mentally physically and uh especially with what's on the inside so and we're thinking about you if you haven't heard already we love you we're thinking about you we know it's a tough time we're gonna get through it if you need anything reach out to plant power dad hour leave your comments below on things that you'd like to see in future shows as well as what your takeaways are from this show if you've gotten this far then hopefully you've gotten some enjoyment out of it You've gotten some entertainment and you've also gotten some good information. And that's what we're really hoping to, uh, to impart to you in the plant power dad hour. And, uh, so it's a joy to do. I tell Corey all the time, we look at, you know, how many, you know, Oh, Hey, we had this many people watch or this or that, but, but really it's to see the comments, to see the lives that hopefully we're touching and changing, um, that really make a difference that really make us jump on here every week to, uh, to make it happen because, because we're doing it because we know, we, we know where you were at some point in time or where we were, um, at a point in time before we were the plant power dad hour, we were the, what is a vegan diet or what should I eat or what should I do? Or how should I do this? Um, and we're just trying to help that transition go as smoothly as possible. True. Thanks everybody. We'll catch you next week. Same time, same place. I'm a